Welcome to the Climate Workshop Podcast with me, Peter Bowden, and... And me, Tim DeChristopher. All right, we should start with why are we doing a podcast? Yeah, you know, this is something that we've been talking about doing for a while. And, um, you know, we've talked about climate change a lot and talked about our, our work a lot. And have both felt like there's a lot of conversations about climate change that... Um, that have not happened yet and uh, and have not been fully explored. And there's a lot of territory out there to explore and that's um, where we're trying to head with this. Do you want to share how, how we've been talking about the podcast in terms of describing it? Yeah, so we, we've created this because we want to be working through the challenges of the climate crisis from the uncharted to the unthinkable. And, and that uncharted is like the experimental territory where these are conversations that haven't happened, um, and that and that unthinkable is both the stuff that is is hard to hold um, that we might not fully understand, but all, but it's to me part of the unthinkability of climate change is also the the stuff that we can't just think our way out of that um, that we have to act on that we have to like hold in our bodies and um, and in our actions. Um, even even if we uh, can't understand it fully in our own minds. That territory of the unthinkable is something that has, has framed a lot of my work over the past few years. Right. So before we go into details about the kind of conversations and some of the conversations you know, we have queued up to dig into, for people who don't know who you are, give us a little bit of your story. Sure. Um, who is... Tim to Christopher. So shortly after I became a climate activist about 10 years ago, I gained a lot of notoriety for a civil disobedience action that I did of disrupting a Bureau of Land Management oil and gas auction right at the end of the Bush administration in 2008. Um, and, and so that really um, kind of made me a full-time climate activist, and I ended up starting an organization called Peaceful Uprising that waged a, a lot of different campaigns addressing a lot of climate threats, mostly in Utah, um, ranging from trying to replace our blue dog congressperson with a, a upstart primary campaign to trying to fight off the first tar sands mine in the country uh, that, was, that was happening there in Utah. Um, I ended up going through a very long legal process, getting convicted of two felonies and serving almost two years in prison. Um, when I got out, I ended up going to Harvard Divinity School, um, which was a little bit of a, a change in stride for me. Um, <laughs> um, from federal prison to Harvard. Yeah, yeah. Suddenly, um, when people were talking about Harvard Yard, the phrase on the yard meant something really different. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was, it was a, a difficult adjustment, but it was, also, it was also useful. You know, I went there because... Um, in my time as a climate activist, I had seen our challenge as a movement shifting from being primarily about reducing emissions to being at least as much about figuring out how we can maintain our humanity as we navigate this period of, of chaotic change that is largely inevitable at this point. Um, and, and I felt like we had very little of the tools and skills to even begin that conversation. So, right. so that's, that's kind of what I was looking for. And, and, and what a lot of my work over the past five years has really been about exploring. Um, 
and then while I was there, I ended up connecting with some activists out here in the Northeast, um, Jay O'Hara and Marlon Markham and Ken Ward. And uh, we started an organization called the Climate Disobedience Center that uh, was trying to help out other folks because by that point in, uh, in 2015, there was civil disobedience had become kind of mainstream in the climate movement and, right. and a much broader range of the movement had embraced that kind of strategy. Um, and so we were trying to help folks to, to deepen that work and, and to support folks who were, who were already in the middle of it. So it's, it's been quite a process. And, um, and over that, the course of that time, um, I connected with you and you, you kind of helped me focus a lot of that, that work. Um, and, and a lot of our conversations, um, kind of help give perspective to, to where we were at, um, and, and how to engage. Um, and I think those are the conversations that, um, that need to be shared more. Absolutely. And just in terms of my background, I've worked for over 15 years, half the time working with children's television production. So like working, helping to make live action educational content for the Curious George show and other things, different web-based projects. Um, it's all PBS kids related things. And then the rest of the time I developed training, consulting and other work with nonprofits, congregations, these different organizations around community building, how do we connect people, talk about issues that matter and having the conversations really spark a passion for action in people. And then social media started becoming this increasing tool. Like, oh, now we can connect people better. Now we can have bigger conversations. And so when I learned about your work, which was after you came out of prison, uh, it was perfect for like, oh, I could help Tim, you know, have a, a ex really expand your reach online and share the work you're doing, the Climate Disobedience Center, and we would have regular conversations about your work in every place that you were going in the movement. Um, with your being you know, a well-known climate activist, I had the experience of whenever we would meet asking to debrief on where you had been in various actions and trials and what was happening in the news and just, boof, like this deep, amazing, just interesting conversations. Yeah, uh -huh. and I mean, I think like part of, for me, part of what deepened those conversations was we brought this this curiosity to it, um, and and this willingness to um, to look at the whole picture, even the parts that uh, that are scary or or sad or outrageous or whatever it may be, um, and and I think that's um, sometimes a rare trait in. In dealing with the climate crisis, is is that willingness to um, to follow it wherever it leads, and um, and that's why I was excited to work with you on this podcast um, to bring that kind of um, willingness to to follow this conversation wherever it leads. Right, and for me, I see it as we need to hold the space in such a way that we can have the conversations about what matters most. How are we engaging with it emotionally? psychologically how are we organizing there's, there's so much complexity um really reflecting and digging deeper into some of the issues about the uncertainty mm -hmm. yeah well and, and i mean i think you said it well when you said that it's about holding space for this conversation and um and to me that's part of what we're trying to do here that um you know we're both in 
in this privileged position where um, where we're able to be semi-independent from institutions and still in relationship with with a lot of different institutions, uh, a lot of different sides of the climate movement, um, a lot of people engaging in this kind of work in in various ways, um, you know, and, and those are a lot of the folks that we want to bring on to this podcast. Right. Um, but but we're not necessarily tied to an institutional agenda, um, which is which is a nice place to be. You know, I think <laughs> nobody can fire us. We've both, <laughs> both been working independently for years, uh, though in collaboration with different organizations. Like we, we definitely right. need we, those those institutions and, and organizations to be um, providing a lot of consistency. But we also need a little exploration. Uh, like we need we need people that are. Um, can go out and explore new territory, and and that's really what we're trying to do here, is is have the kind of conversations that are are a little experimental, you know, that um, are are exploring stuff that we might not fully understand, and and I think um, we're we're definitely going to be making mistakes on this podcast. Yeah, we will make mistakes, and we will say things that some people are like. Yes, I've been waiting for someone to speak to that, or just give us an honest reality check. Like I've experienced lots of people hearing you speak and be like, thank you for speaking so honestly about the horror of the situation. You know, just like, yeah. let's be real, but we yeah. have to be real. But there's and, also and, people that respond to some of the stuff that I say and they're like, how could you say that? Don't you realize like how that impacts folks like this? And, and sometimes I'm like, um, no, I didn't. And, explain it to me and and then it's like this big opening for me and and a lot of times for other people that are involved in that conversation that it's like oh no we're we're learning something new here and um and that's that's part of what we want to be able to happen here is um is to explore that that territory and uh and be willing to to make mistakes when when need be and um and learn in that process right and we're ca- we're calling this the climate workshop for for two reasons. One, because like we've been talking about, we're workshopping through these ideas that that we might not already have answers to. We're not about providing answers; we're about work workshopping through things. Um, but also that that we when we say we we want to follow these ideas where they lead, sometimes they lead to action, and you know sometimes the reason that these conversations don't feel safe is that. Um, that there are implications to to what we're talking about, implications in terms of our responsibility and and how we're called into taking action. That you know, if we're if we're honest about where we are, um, that conversation pretty quickly gets to the point of like, okay, what does that mean about what our responsibility is to do, and and what work has to be done, and and that's where a lot of resistance comes from. If this is really where we're at, then we have a responsibility to take action and and to get to work, um, and uh, and we'll we'll follow that conversation there as well to um, the ways in which we take action, the ways in which a lot of our guests on this show are already taking action, um, and and the ways in which our actions might change um, as as this show progresses and develops. And, and for me, I, I tend to approach things with a bit of a joyful spirit 
and fun. And yeah. So it's like, how can we have fun talking about these things? But I think we can in, in that. Uh, well, one of the challenges I see is day in and day out, but also as we're specifically engaging with these issues, how do we bring our best selves and strong relationships with others and really the, the best of our community to these issues so that we're not only confronting them, making progress in tackling them, but having positive experience together. Like wherever this goes, like I have no idea who knows what the timeline is, yeah. you know, to some of the pretty horrific impacts. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we can be in conversation and connected and I think having well leading great lives while honestly looking at this stuff. We'll get to that. As far as logistics of the podcast, what do we want to share? I know we want to, in terms of the frequency, we're looking at a couple episodes a month to start. Yeah. What else? What else do we need to let people know? Um, well, we'll be bringing a lot of guests on here to, to deepen our conversation um, and to share their work. And, and some of those will be guests that, that some of our listeners might have heard of, um, folks that, that already have a, uh, a big name in this conversation, um, but a lot of them won't be. A lot of them will be folks that, that most people haven't heard of that, that might be uh, frontline activists or, or might be some original thinkers that, that we've come across right. in, in our work that um, we feel like really add something to this conversation. Um, and, uh, yeah. And we'll have some conversations, just the two of us. Yeah. Like this time. Yeah, sometimes it'll just be the two of us. Um, right, and I'll even yeah. be doing some episodes without you when you're in trial. You didn't stop your civil disobedience. Right, yeah. There's a mass graves protest. Yeah, that, that's probably something else we'll talk about yep. as we as we move along. I'm still in the middle of that case. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot that's continually developing. And, um, you know, it. We could, we could have a whole, like weekly podcast that's just updates about what's going on in the climate movement because um it's it's continually advancing in in so many exciting ways um so so we're not necessarily going to try to keep up on all of that in this podcast um um we're going to be kind of highlighting um stuff that is is kind of breakthrough in terms of deepening our our relationship to the climate crisis itself and um and exploring new territory about um what it means to be a person with integrity in in this time of crisis um so so yeah we're gonna be trying to zoom out a little bit in some ways from from the day-to-day uh, and week-to-week fight that that is the climate crisis and, and the climate movement excellent well I want to close this, our first episode, saying how grateful I am. It's been, I don't know, like two years since I had that first. We have to do a podcast. I can't be the only one having these conversations with Tim Christopher. Uh, you know, you're, you've always been kind of cracking the whip and um, and making me take this this role that we both play in the movement seriously. And, and I appreciate that. Our music is by our favorite troubadour, Brian Cahall. You can find us online at climateworkshop.org and on Facebook and Twitter at Climate Workshop. 
Climate Workshop podcast is made possible by our listener community. Go to climateworkshop.org and click become a patron. We appreciate your support. A light that flickers is a light that still burns on. I take care of the spark, but baby, won't you lend your pretty little palm just to shield it from the wind? And honey, baby, maybe this light will be burning.